You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip from tripadvice.com. And today's episode is sponsored by the all-natural supplement, Spartachin XT, the advanced testosterone formula at clinical strength, here to help you in terms of boosting your sex drive and boosting your libido. So if you have trouble keeping it up in the bedroom, if you have trouble maybe finishing too fast in the bedroom, and if you're feeling any sort of low testosterone or you fear that your testosterone is getting lower, then I want you to check out this all-natural supplement filled with herbs and vitamins that have been known to help stimulate and support your libido. So check that out at SpartanLibido.com. Again, that's SpartanLibido.com, and that is in the show notes. You can get a link there and find out more information about how this can help you become a rock star in the bedroom. Now, today's episode, we have an interview with my man, Carlos Zuma. This guy is amazing. He's been around for so long. I mean, he's been around in the early days. I'm talking like the Neil Strauss days in terms of, um, you know, the industry, so to speak, of dating advice, pickup artists, and all that good stuff. So this guy has a lot of knowledge on hand, and I'm excited to show you the interview that I did with him talking about his bad boy formula. So he's noticed, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, that, you know, a lot of guys happen to be nice guys. And if you don't know what a nice guy is, we'll explain in the interview. And they have trouble kind of accessing that bad boy, that edge that a lot of women are attracted to. And so if you have any interest in tapping into that, well, then listen to this interview because he's going to give you some specific tips on how you can tap into that bad boy without being a jerk or an asshole, but actually being a guy that attracts women without having to really change who you are. And yes, I know it sounds crazy, but there are ways to do that. And Carlos gives you those ideas here on this interview. So check that out. And if you're interested in learning more about his program and his work and learning more about the bad boy formula, I have a link that you can go to that is in the show notes. So I will leave that there for you so you can check that out. And uh, yeah, we can learn some good stuff here today on this podcast. So listen up. Here's my interview with Carlos talking about the bad boy formula and how to be the man that women desire. Hey, Carlos, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm happy to finally have you on the podcast and uh, talk about chicks and get some some good information here for uh, for the listener. But before I get into that, I want you to give us a little bit of intro on you, how you got started, why anybody should listen to you. I think that's um, really important for people who are listening in because they want to know you know, what you're all about. So give us your kind of quick little bio. Yeah, you bet. Um, geez, I've been doing this for so darn long. I can't remember a time. Yeah, you're like, not. you're like the, one of the oldest ones in this. I don't mean by age. I just mean like you've been in this 
since like the very beginning, like you know some of the so-called legends in the yeah. community and all well, that. Just tell us about that. Yeah, it was funny. I did actually when Neil Strauss came out with the game, um, I was at his book signing and spoke there uh, here in San Francisco way back when. And I, I mentioned it then that I was the only person there, I think, that wasn't in his book, you know, which is kind of like you wanted to be in the book because you got all that fame and everything. But um, yeah, it's been a long, long, fun journey of learning how to get this little social area of my life taken care of. And there's been, you know, I have a dozen and a half stories of how I failed with women, you know, everything from going in for a hug with this girl I was on a date with and having her cringe, which was not pleasant to, and to just, yeah, just numerous experiences that I'm sure every guy can relate to from being put in the friend zone to, oh, I don't think about you that way. All those things added up to me just finally snapping and saying, I got to get this thing figured out, fixed and whatnot. It actually started, interestingly enough, with a book by a friend of mine uh, who is a friend now, wasn't then, but FJ Shark called How to Be the Jerk That Women Love. And uh, at the time, I remember I read this book. It was one of the only books that talked or dared to talk about uh, seduction. This is before anything was big on the internet. And I remember th- I threw the book out like twice because it it clashed so hard with my belief system. Like, no, I can't treat a woman like that. It's just wrong. You can't tease a woman like, you know, and I just went back and forth. And I remember literally pulling the book out of the garbage, like clearing the spaghetti off of it and cleaning it up and going back and reading it again until I finally realized, oh, I get it now. What was that uh, turning point for you? What was the turning point of the change in my attitude? Yeah. It was the understanding of, oh, you know what? This totally relates to every James Bond movie I've ever seen. This totally relates to how I actually see women respond. I think there was something in there that talked about you don't look at what a woman's you don't listen to what a woman says. You look at what she does. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter how much you want to wish it's not right or, you know, you can sit there and pretend you're on a high horse and your morals and all that. But the reality is that women respond to very specific things and they respond consistently all the time. And it's actually what she wants. I was imagining that I was mistreating a woman in some way, but that's actually what she wants, what she feels best with, you know, the, the, the desire that she wants to feel. Um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, so I basically put out a book back in the, around the time that David D's book came out on double your dating and the rest is history. I'm still around and kicking, so I must be doing something right. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I mean, let's get into it. I mean, so with all that being said, I mean, I think the first question here based off of this little story is what is it that women really want from men? What is it that you're talking about here that makes women respond? Well, one of the things that I think makes my message different in a lot of ways, and it's always been this, is that my core philosophy is that if you're the man that women want, women will literally approach you. They will make themselves available to you. They will chase and pursue you um, if you're that guy, meaning you're not trying to be some pickup artist. You're not necessarily trying to game or... um, reprogram or trick a woman's mind, you're really just tapping into the essence of what it is she really wants, you know, the the social dynamics, the attraction dynamics that a woman has in her brain is not something that most guys understand. Uh, you know, what it is that makes us feel attracted to another person is extremely irrational, but it is predictable. I always say that women are not 
Um, they're not logical, they're emotionally logical. In other words, if you understand the emotions she's experiencing, you can predict to a great degree how she's going to behave around you, how much she's going to feel attracted to you and stuff like that. So women basically want from us certain behaviors that make her nervous system and her emotional system feel safe. Uh, a certain amount of this guy can protect for me, he can provide for me. And then at the same time, he's also got this um, certain thing that I, I talk about and I think we'll talk about more, which is this kind of bad boyish edge that tells her he's not a play it safe kind of guy. He's a cool guy that's going to be fun and keep her interested. So does this mean you have to like carry a gun around and like ride a motorcycle or how does that work? <laughs> no, it's never, it's nothing like that. Actually, it's funny part is when I talk to guys about it, one of the things I know that guys don't want to do is to, first of all, well, they have to change their personality to, to just to, to be attractive to women. They want to be themselves. But the funny thing is that they're also not being themselves anyways. They're, they're changing their behavior to accommodate what they think women want. And when it comes to being a bad boy, it's nothing like that at all. It's actually just an edge that communicates certain things to her, that you're confident, that you've got a sense of humor, uh, that you're basically socially aware, you know, you're not, you're not a buffoon. And the bad boy edge is really nothing about being James Dean or, yeah, like you're saying, carrying a gun or anything like that. It's, it's the, uh, the edge of your personality that feels to her, it, it communicates a certain message, let's put it that way, that you're not just some boring average guy, that you've got a certain level of fun and attractive qualities that she's going to want. So how does a guy create that instant attraction with women? A lot of it is in, um, of all things, there's, there's body language aspects to it because we communicate so much through our body language. And interestingly enough, a lot of guys are really, and this is kind of a tangent here, but a lot of guys think it's really about the confidence. And of course, because you hear women say, I want a confident guy. But what very few people understand is what confidence really is. It's not something you acquire through, you know, reading a, a, a book or listening to a tape or, you know, chanting a mantra in front of the mirror every morning. It's really what you feel when you let go of all that, that they call stinking thinking, the stuff that holds you back, the doubtful voice in your head. I call him the loser boy voice because it's kind of, you, you can almost like look at him as somebody you need to ridicule and mock out of your brain. Um, so that instant attraction in a lot of ways is, I've gotten off on the tangent there, but that confidence is really important, but it's not communicated the way a lot of guys think it is. They think that they have to um, get this vo this energy. It's kind of like whipping up a cyclone of confident energy in your brain, and then suddenly, ba-boom, you're, you're instantly you know attractive to women, and you'll be phenomenally successful. And it's really very little of that. It's a very actually calm energy that uh, guys don't understand is in there. It's every guy. Every guy is confident. It's your thinking that gets in the way. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to be instantly attractive to women, a lot of it is in that first uh, initial, if you're approaching a woman, just walking up and talking to her, it's in the way you do it. It's in the body language you use to communicate. And it's to a certain degree just how cool and calm you can be doing it in the process, which is actually really easy when you have some simple techniques to, to fall back on. Right. Do you have like one technique that you can share with us that – could help with that? Yeah. Um, let's see. There's a whole bunch of these. Are you talking in terms – give me a, give me a scope here as far as – Yeah. I mean, you know, I think a lot of guys who are listening who are trying to absorb all this, they're probably thinking like, all right, well, I would love to uh, be able to go up to 
a girl and, and have that kind of calm energy and confident energy, but I just don't know how to do it. You know, mm. like they don't really understand how that works. So, yeah. Would, you know, do you have any kind of tips or anything regarding yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. The, the easiest one, this is a huge one, really, really huge. It's to adopt what I call a qualification mindset. And a qualification mindset is very simple. It's changing. Most guys will walk up to a woman and their attitude is, please approve of me. I hope you like me. I hope I'm enough. You know, it's this need to be the kind of guy. He's trying too hard to be something that he imagines she wants from him, right? So that immediately puts you in a one-down position. It immediately makes you kind of a sexual beggar. It immediately puts you in the wrong place. You got to flip that around. And you really, it doesn't take much work to do this. You just basically have to turn it around into, I really don't know if that chick is right for me, right? Uh, most guys will basically, they'll, they'll marry a girl if she's hot enough. And what you rapidly learn after you start dating women consistently, using those techniques that Carlos teaches, of course, is that w- women, by and large, most of them are not going to be what you're actually looking for in a long-term girlfriend and or mate if you're looking to get a, to find a wife, which a lot of guys are. Most women are not suitable for you, and you can't base it on attraction. You have to be choosier. You have to choose women really well. So change your mindset from how can I appeal to her to I wonder what she'll do to be appealing to me. I wonder if she'll have what it takes. I'm going to look at her with a really critical eye and think, hmm, I'm not, I I don't know. It's that doubt you have in your head that she's right for you that can completely turn your attitude around 180 degrees. Right. It's just, it's really about, it's about putting it on them. You know, we're so eager as guys to please them, to do everything for them, get them to like me, get them to like me. A lot of guys forget in that whole process, you're trying to figure out if that girl's good for you too. You yeah, know? that's yeah. The desperation mindset is very easy to fall into. I was there once myself. And when you when you become aware of it, you'll catch yourself more often and you'll start to go, whoa, whoa, I see what I'm doing here. I'm right. kind of going down that road. Right, exactly. So I mean you you know, you have a program called the Bad Boy Formula and you talk a lot about this and we've already kind of touched upon it. You know, but what is it about the whole nice guy versus bad boy thing? You know, what what about the nice guy? Why can't why can't a guy, I mean, listen, I know the answer to this question, but I want to hear your perspective. Like, why can't the nice guys get the girl? Why does it Why does it have to be this, you know, I don't know, dichotomy between <laughs> either being a bad boy or a nice guy? Like, where, you know, yeah. how does it all work? Well, let's redefine what the nice guy really is. The nice guy isn't really a nice guy in a lot of cases. What we want to think of as being a nice guy, and I was the same guy too, is a little bit manipulative. A lot of guys that think that they're the nice guy are really not as nice as they, they think they are. What they're really saying is, I'm, um, I'm trying to be nice to get you to like me. I'm trying to manipulate you with how I'm treating you. And I'm not really like this most of the time. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm being supplicating right now to get you to like me. And that feels manipulative to women. They, they pick right up on that. It feels manipulative to guys too. If you remember what it was like, you know, being a kid and you always had that one overeager kid that wanted you to be his friend at the playground. And you're like, what's going on here? You were suspicious of him because human nature is that we are looking and always on guard for people that will drain us of our energy, that will be a liability to our survival. And in a way, that kid in the playground was this, that thing. He was the, the, the kid that would have been like, oh, what, what, why does he need me so much? He's going to be a burden. 
So in human interactions, we're always on guard for that. Women especially so because they're very much passive uh, choosers and selectors of men, but they're really active behind the scenes. So um, the nice guy dichotomy is often a bit of an illusion. You can be a nice guy and should be a nice guy, but you should be a nice guy with a backbone. That's the key significant difference is that the, the guy that's the nice guy in quotes, uh, and I, I've talked about this in some other programs too, especially in the bad boy formula, is he's not really that nice. He's just being manipulative to get a woman to get laid. Um, you should be a nice guy in the literal sense of treat her well, uh, show her a good time, give her fun, but also you have to be looking out for yourself and be true to yourself. Don't be dishonest just trying to manipulate her feelings. Right, exactly. And it's funny, you know, I mean, we don't really think about it that way. And you put it really good. It's like the manipulator is the nice guy. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the nice guy who's putting on an act because that nice guy, he he's just, you know, doing everything he can and he's not being true to who he actually is. So really, I say this too about nice guys is that they're actually jerks because, well, one, because of what you said and two, because they're not really being nice to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not being nice themselves because they're not being true to who they are. And you're just really making it harder for yourself, you know? Yeah. I, one of the, the things that guys really need to be honest about to themselves also is admit that you want to sleep with hot women. It's natural. There's nothing wrong with it. Society has shamed men today into thinking that their desires are wrong and wanting that is actually being hurtful to women. Uh, it, it's totally not that. And once you, you have to be able to work a little bit to see through this veneer that's put out there because there's conflicting messages put out in the media on things you see in TV, especially in the news now that women are really, um, I think prioritized. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but they're also being prioritized way above men in how they're portrayed in the media. Uh, and some of it's kind of a, just a normal backlash, but guys can be confused by this, especially nice guys. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I think with these nice guys, I think the reason why they are nice and why they're trying not to, uh, or I should say why they're kind of walking on eggshells with women is Mm -hmm. mainly because they're scared to put themselves out there and then get rejected. I think that the fear of rejection is what causes these guys to be nice. You know, like they're going to try to take the back entrance, right? The, The back door, which doesn't work, right? Of of, hey, I'm going to be their friend and be really mm-hmm. nice and then she'll really see me and like me. And the reason why they're doing that is because, well, a couple of reasons. One, because they're probably unaware that that method doesn't work and also because they fear getting rejected. If they go for it instead of uh, – or I should say if they go for it, yeah, versus trying this kind of backdoor, I'm going to be the friend route, then they have a chance of getting rejected. You know, yeah. and, and I get it. You know, We were there once. And it's one of the biggest fears that guys have when it comes to women. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. How can a guy avoid this rejection with women or avoid the fear of rejection with women? Well, you're always going to have some fear of rejection, but that fear of rejection has less sting the more you are behind yourself. In other words, a lot of guys are much more eager to acquire the pretty shiny object whether it's a woman or you know the hot woman, then they are to really think, hey, you know what? I've I've actually got a lot of value here, and uh, I it it kind of justifies or backs up that attitude I was talking about of the qualification mindset. When you're 
behind yourself, in other words, you trust and believe in yourself more, then you're less eager, you're less try hard with women. You come across with more confidence. You kind of flip the tables a little bit. You know, your energy comes from a different, different place, um, which gives you less fear of rejection, of course, because who you are cannot be impacted by another woman's rejection. Why should a person who has no knowledge of you, who you are, where you've been, what you've come from, or what you, you know, you're all about, your character, how could they possibly know enough to actually reject you? It's not possible. When you get to that level of understanding in your own emotions, rejection really isn't, doesn't, doesn't happen. It's just a temporary, oh, so that girl was going to, you know, kind of put up her bitch shield on me and it was not going to be approachable. Fine. I'll find somebody else. It really doesn't impact you. Right. You're basically, I like, I like what you're saying here. You're basically taking this word rejection out of the, out of the equation. Like yeah. it's not a rejection. It's just, yeah, it's just, Cause you don't want to fight rejection that then it becomes one of those. They, they say that the, you know, the, the, the movements that almost always fail are those ones that fight against something like being against war. Not that I'm for war or anything like that, but those movements never really work. You have to be for something. You have to be pushing something and advancing something, not being adversarial. So when you're fighting this concept of rejection in your head, you'll always lose. But if you suddenly become for yourself and for your own promotion and your own self-esteem and all that, then rejection just kind of, it's a non-issue. It doesn't even enter into the equation. Right. If anything, it could be you in your head rejecting them. You know, it's like, oh, well, this is a girl that I wouldn't want anyways because for, I don't know, X, Y, and Z, and it doesn't work out. And it's turned the table. Yeah, she's not open enough. She's not open enough to have a conversation with me and I'm coming across pretty cool. Geez, that's kind of gross. I, yeah, I don't want to be around that. Yeah, that's not the kind of girl I want to talk to. That's not the kind of girl I want to, I want to date or get to know. Yep, right. exactly. So how would a guy get women to approach him and try to avoid that rejection? One of the things that, uh, well, first of all, is it's, it's a, there is a process to it, but it, the simple answer to that is, first of all, being approachable in a lot of respects, having an easygoing kind of vibe about you, which once you get it, it's, it's actually really super easy to do. And you'll find that women open up conversations with you because they, we literally do feel a person's energy and what they're putting off. You know, you see it in their eyes, you see it in the way they hold their bodies, the tension they have. It's so much communicated in just a first initial glance, which is why, um, body language is such a quick fix for so many, so many of these issues. And it's so easy to do. And I go over some of them. Uh, in my bad boy program, I talk about this too. Um, it, just being approachable and being open enough to another woman is really good. The, uh, another thing is, of course, to have not only that qualification mindset that I talked about, but have the ability to start up what I call um, no risk conversations with people where you're not there's so much front loaded energy that a guy has when he goes and tries to start a conversation with a woman that you got to really back off from that and turn it back, dial it back down to, you know, just starting a cool conversation. Hey guys, check out this video I just found. You know, it's like ridiculous video of cat number 3,743, but you know, just being able to show women that. And I used to do that in, in bars and clubs and show guys just how easy it is. If you're going in with a vibe of, Hey, check this out. This is cool. Rather than, hey, what's your name? Do you live around here? Wow, you sure are pretty. You <laughs> know, that creepy thing. Right. It's you're you're turning the tables. I mean, it, really, everything you're talking about here, which is the secret to attracting most women, is just 
flipping the script in your mind. Everything is mm-hmm. mindset, you know, yep. is, is I think a lot of guys, and again, not their fault, they're labeling things incorrectly and it's causing them to, to mess up and it's causing them to not get with the women that they really want. You know, they're not labeling things properly. They're labeling things as rejection. They're labeling, um, you know, themselves as a certain type of person. Uh, they're assuming things, right? They're, they're assuming mm-hmm. a lot of things about women and what they like and what kind of conversations they want, and the kind of guys that they want to talk to, you know, and it's just, uh, it's, it's, I mean, Hey, I wish they were teaching this stuff back in, uh, back in high school. I wish there was courses on <laughs> this cause it really is pretty simple, but we don't know it. We don't have anyone to teach us. So we have to go to the internet and find this stuff out from I know, guys like crazy? you and I. <laughs> yeah, back in back in the olden days, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have this stuff. But how they somehow they managed men and women still managed to get together and pop out babies. So something must be there. <laughs> right. There's patterns. There's things there that exactly mm-hmm. that work. So how would a guy win back a woman that maybe he did mess up with? Right. So mm-hmm. whether she's like his girlfriend or he's just like starting to get her to like him. This is tricky because of the nature of that energy. When you want somebody back, you're in that desperation, scarcity mindset. And really, my advice has always been, you know, the the best situation is, and of course, it's not the one that we ever want to do because your mind is in the most desperate situation. Let me put it this way. The most desperate situation for any human being, whether it's men or women, is when you've lost somebody that you're romantically interested in and now you want them back because you can't see anything else. You can't see when somebody tells you, dude, just let it go. Go find another chick. You're you're too caught up in that person that you lost because the fear of loss or the experience of loss is overwhelming. It's totally different than the prospect of gain. So, yes, I still have to throw out there if if it's something you still have control over, you should back off from that energy because you're only going to communicate desperation. You're only going to communicate how scarce you feel in terms of options because the guy that ultimately wins back that chick is the guy that goes out there, gets on with his life and starts dating around a little bit. And then that chick has relaxed a little bit and she she sees you out with somebody and realizes Wow, he he's still desired by the opposite sex. I wish I still had him back. You know, it's he. Why isn't he chasing me? What doesn't he still want me? Didn't he love me then? These questions come up in her head, and now she's got to start chasing you back. Whereas the other way around, not so good. That makes that makes perfect sense. You know, I mean, I also say this. I mean, there's so many women out there. You know, there's just so many women out there for guys to be able to meet to attract, and. You know, I'm not saying that you should be a complete perfectionist and go for the girl who is, you know, going to be the absolute perfect one for you because that doesn't really exist. But I also think guys should Mm -hmm. not settle, right? They should really go after, you know, what they're looking for. They should understand, and this is only going to be done through actually experience and dating, but they should really figure out what it is that they want in a woman and what, what their kind of deal breakers are and use that to know if, the girl that they're with or the girl they're trying to win over is really right for them. Yeah. The unfortunate pattern is that most guys will date a woman, um, you know, start and basically the lock into this chick only because 
uh, number one, it's too uncomfortable to leave the relationship. But number two, it becomes convenient. You know, this girl's giving him sex. This girl is there for him. So why not? When in fact, he never really sat down and decided what it was he wanted in a relationship. And years of this go by and then you realize, wow, I, I did settle. What, what the hell was I thinking? And then it becomes more painful for both of you to get out of that situation, especially if you've married this person. Right. So, yeah, don't settle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I really think, God, that should be like the trip advice tagline. I mean, the whole idea here is really <laughs> teaching guys these skills so they don't have to settle, like never settle again. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that's really yep. the big point here is because I think a lot of guys do settle. I think that, you know, there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of contributing factors here, but I think one of the reasons why the divorce rate is so high is because a lot of settling is being done. You know, you find someone, you get a little complacent, you get a little lazy, you think, okay, well, this is the best I could do, right? That's like a really terrible mindset a lot of guys and women have too. It's like, oh, this is the best I could do. They don't, they don't yeah. see their worth. They don't feel worthy of something better, but they don't want to be alone. So what do you do? Well, you marry the person in front of you. You date the person in front of you. You don't leave your options yep. open, you know? But I think, uh, I mean, hey, just a little kind of shout out to the guy who's listening right now is you're already one step ahead because you are consuming information uh, that is going to help you and not have to have to do that you know this is this is the kind of secrets and the techniques and stuff that you could actually use so you don't have to be one of those people and go through um you know nasty divorces and things like that yeah exactly so uh yeah i mean let's keep talking about this i mean let's keep talking about some of this stuff i know you're all about transforming men into the bad boy you know or the bad boy that isn't a jerk, but the bad boy who's still a good guy, but has that edge that gets girls. And I like that because I, well, definitely I mean, I, I, if I were going to clarify that, I would say that it's not even Please. transforming it into the bad boy. It's actually a, just using what principles he's leveraging to be the nice guy that gets the women. You don't have to be a bad boy. You just have to understand what is it he's doing? Why is he so damn effective? And how does, you know, when you know that, you don't have to be the bad boy. You've already stolen his power. Right. Okay. So what do you think the main problem is, though, with these guys today? The big problem with guys is that we are uh, – I have to really – I hate to point the finger of blame, but it really falls a lot on the messages that the media is giving a lot of guys, especially if you've watched a few too many romantic comedies when <laughs> – when, you know, the movies or even the television shows, if you look at just for the example of movies and TV, how are men portrayed in those? You know, we're either these killers that are, uh, you know, almost cyborgs or we're, ex we're extremely violent killers in some way, or we're total buffoons that need to be redeemed by a woman who sees the, sees the good in us because we're just not worthy. And these are these are messages, of course, that fall in line with plots and themes. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy here, but they're they're plot lines that appeal to the demographic that goes out and consumes this stuff, that goes out and watches these movies, that watches this on TV. So guys have to be very careful and you have to be very, very conscious and aware of the information that's per, that's sinking into your brain, whether it's YouTube videos or it's entertainment that you're absorbing, that a lot of things today are painting this message for guys. And many guys don't have this core understanding of what it is to be be masculine anymore. 
And there's there's really three elements to a man's attractiveness and appeal to a woman. And the first is masculinity. It's, it's, does he appear to be a man or does he kind of have that fuzzy little uh, wussified guy feel that the media is trying to turn most guys into these days? You know, where you're you're manscaping and you're, you, you're, you know, all these little things that guys are doing these days that make them more effeminate. And you don't need more of that stuff. You need to just be the guy that uh, whether or not the media likes it or not, is it's okay to be. Uh, then the second thing is confidence. That's another element of what makes a man attractive to women. And we talked about that one. Now, the um, the one that a lot of guys miss out on is independence. This independent frame of thought, independent frame of action, that's the third element that really makes a woman stand up and pay attention to a guy when she can tell that he's not just parroting back what the media says, that he's actually his own man. That level of behavior is like the third killer uh, ingredient, if you will, in the guy, the nice guy that gets laid. Right. So what are some things that guys can do to get this bad boy edge, so to speak? I'll give you a really great one. This is one I give... I give out quite a bit because it's so easy to do, but you'd be amazed how few guys can actually do it. Um, and it's, it's actually not hard at all. I remember when I was a kid, uh, back before cell phones were pervasive and everywhere and we were all like staring at our screens all the time. We used to like friends, my friends and I would get together after school and we would prank phone call. <laughs> now, if you want to do this, this is actually pretty cool. It's also a great way of kind of feeling uh, like how him, constrained your personality has been pushed by society now is it used to be fun for us to like call up a business and you know give them a hard time or you know you do the thing that was on the simpsons where they would call the the bartender and he'd always bart would always give him a name that when he yelled it out loud was you know make everybody laugh that kind of fun and that ability to bust people's balls is such a core integral component of this attractive energy. It's like the, the oh, what's the word? It, it just would be like the, uh, the the nuclear pellet at the core of the reactor of a bad boy. And nice guys can adopt this so easily. It's what gives them a little bit of an edge, a little bit of a, um, a smirk, you know, whenever he's interacting with women. And it's the, this exercise, is what I call the prank phone call thing is just a, well, first of all, make sure you block your phone. So if you're gonna call from a cell phone, you don't go giving them your phone number, but call yeah, up. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, <laughs> call up a business and just like, oh, here's a great way to do it too. And I actually did this in one of my programs. I actually recorded it and gave it as part of the program is I called up a business and I just, whoever answered, I would just say, hey, what's what's a good movie that's out? And they're like, what? You, you realize you called like a, a roofing and flooring company, right? I'm like, yeah, I, I'm just looking for somebody that knows what movies are out because I'm going to go out on a date and I want to know what movies are good. And the guy was like, like, he took him for a second. He's like, uh... Well, and they started going through movies and it was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks a lot, man. And I just hung up the phone and I, that was an exercise in me being able to totally reframe a moment. I was the one in control. I made this guy kind of understand I'm not calling for roofing and flooring. I'm calling to find out about a movie. He just did so many things on so many different levels that if you do an exercise like that, you'll, you'll start to totally see through the matrix, if you will, if that's not already hacked. Um, <laughs> metaphor, you really start to get it when you do something like that, how much power and control you actually have over your life and your attitude. Right. I think that's a good exercise to, to just break you out of your comfort zone, really. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you do something like that. That's kind of scary to do. It's not that bad, 
because it's a little bit easier to hide behind a phone, but at least it puts you in that kind of mentality of like doing something just totally out yeah. there and different. What makes it so, I mean, first of all, look, guys, if, if you're listening to this now and you're like, oh, I could never do that. Dude, if it gets too much, you hang up. That's it. One one motion of your index finger and the, the experiment's over, okay? But what makes it so intimidating is the fact that it involves another member of the human race. And somehow that just blows our minds. Yeah. And yet it's so simple on both ends of the spectrum, right? It What makes it totally variable is this is just another person. Right. No, exactly. It's funny, too, because you can really think about the same exact thing in terms of in-person I mean, you want to go approach a girl, if you feel that uncomfortable after you do it, just leave. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, wow, I, look at the time, I got to go. It was really nice to meet you. Um, see you later. And you walk away and you'll never see him again and they're not going to care. Yep. You know, it's it's really, it's pretty crazy the more you think about it, how much, like you said, you know, it's just how much control we really have over our lives in so many different ways. But I like that, that. By the way, you mentioned uh, something that was another exercise I give to guys. I call it the escape shoot. And that is if you're having problems approaching women or talking to women, is you start with the lowest achievable effort that you can put in and still do without freaking out and not doing it. In other words, for some guys, it's going up and talking to a store clerk at a store. Uh, for some guys, it's going up and talking to a girl and just asking her what time it is. For other guys, he's just got to have a little bit of control. And the bit of control that you need is exactly what you were talking about, the ability to walk away on your terms. So you always have your escape chute. You always have, you know what, I got to get going. I only had a few minutes. I got to get to Starbucks, get my coffee. Cool. It was cool talking to you. You have no expectation of outcome. You can pull the ripcord on your chute and get out of there at any time. You're always safe. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. You're always safe with this no matter what you do. You can really never get hurt. I've coached guys and taken them out in the field and I've done a however many approaches I've done in my life, thousands. And out of all these approaches between me and my students, I've just never, ever seen anyone get in a fight, <laughs> you know, like get no blood, no bruises in their face, like seriously nothing. <laughs> yeah. You, you'd be surprised. Like people are just as scared as you, like people don't like confrontation, you know? So even yep. if you somehow, which is just very difficult, mess up, and you won't because the guys who really get water thrown in their face or get beat up by their guys are the guys who don't learn this stuff and think that they they have this false confidence and catcall and they're yeah. really sexist or do really you know inappropriate things to girls. No, exactly. no one who's listening to this is going to do that. It's just not yeah. in your mentality. It won't even be there. So mm -hmm. nothing bad logically could ever really happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, Carlos, tell us how can – Guys who are listening, learn more about this bad boy formula that you've been talking to them because um, at this point, we're, you know, we're running out of time, but I know that you have so much more information. So if they want to learn more, um, where could they learn more about this? Well, I, I think you're going to have a link to this, right, for the video? Yes. The there audio, rather? Link. Yep. Yeah. And uh, again, I just encourage guys, you know, you don't even have to get the program. Just get on my newsletter and at the very least start getting some of the advice I've been giving out to guys. And then when you're ready, you know, grab it. But it's a great way. The best way I've always uh, endorsed that the fastest path to getting the skill you want is the shortest, the shortest path. In other words, there, you remember the movie Karate Kid? Of course. Yeah, you know, there's that wax on, wax off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you learn partway through the movie, oh, he was, 
he was teaching them how to do uh, circular blocks and all that. And you know what? And it's it's a cool thread in a movie, but it's the dumbest way to teach anybody anything because you want to know what it is you're doing, why you're doing it, and get that person to the result as fast as humanly possible. And that's what I've always sought to do with my programs is I'm not going to give you all this fluffy metaphorical stuff that you'll just take years and then one day you'll wake up enlightened. It doesn't work like that. You've got to be able to use stuff and put it into practice right away. Get results right now because that's what your nervous system is looking for. If you don't get results, after a while, you're going to quit. And that's just a sad fact of of anything, really, is you're not getting results, you're going to quit. It happened with when I was teaching kids guitar. You know, if they weren't getting anything there, if I taught them I was a martial arts instructor, if I didn't give them some kind of result quickly, they got bored and figured, oh, I can't do this. So get results. And that's really with the shortest, fastest path. And that's what's great about the bad boy formula is that it just shows you the fastest, most attractive things to be doing that make women really stand up and pay attention to you without ever having to be a jerk to them. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, Carlos, thanks for coming on here, sharing some of your wisdom that you've had for over two decades. And uh, I'm happy that you got the chance to come on here and and uh, speak with us today. So thanks a lot. Hopefully we'll I'd like to have you on again sometime in the future and, and yeah. talk more because I know that this is just uh, the tip of the iceberg. So yeah, guys, go check that out. I put a link in the show notes if you want to learn more about Carlos's programs and his stuff and his newsletter. So go check that out. Carlos, thanks again, man. No problem, man. It was great talking. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.